0: surely not analysis or actual reflection, accounts for an excuse based simply on a woman's sex and not on what she does or is capable of doing.
1: Welcome to Man Unmade, a podcast normalizing the authority and power of women's voices in a man's ear.
2: just like look at the people directly around you and what do they need. And if everyone is looking just around them at their community everywhere, then that's widespread change. Just by helping your coworker or the woman being harassed in front of you or just like everyone needs help, everyone needs empathy and what are you doing to help the people that you can touch and see.
1: Sometimes people are introduced into your life unexpectedly and it takes a while to really ever feel their impact open yourself up to them, or really feel a connection. Then there are those times when someone pops into your world like a bang. Impact immediately felt. That's like my guest today. I didn't know Tess Catuso before. Lisa did, in fact, she introduced me to her. And through a series of connections, we reached out, and voila, much to our delight and surprise, Tess was coming on the pod. So I dove into the world of Tess, a world of comedy, a sort of playful but sincere angst world of memes, comedic bits, writing, and aspirations to do so much. And my guess is she'll do it all. A world of a human who is just going to share her opinion with complete honesty. And agree with her or not, you'll be jealous. Because deep down, we all want to say what we think. And that's Tess. But she's doing it for the right reasons. And it's making a difference. It already has in my life. And that was before I even spoke with her. Oh, Tess. Always. And I mean, always keep being you because we all need it. So here we go. All right, everybody, we are back. Yeah, woo, we're already getting a woo from Tess. You're, you're live, you're ready. I you got it. You You got the time zones mixed up this morning, but it's okay. Um, we had to change times on you, so you, you might be a little bit tired, but it's, it's fine. I am too. Oh, I appreciate
2: um, that disclaimer. That's right. I'm not a morning person, everyone. So if I mispronounce a word, that's life.
1: That, yeah, I I mispronounce words on even when I'm like really well slept and energized. So like whatever. Um everybody, we're back in the pod today. Super excited. As a reminder, if uh if you can, wherever you're listening, if they give you an option to uh rate us or give feedback, please do. We'd love to hear from you. It's super, super helpful. And of course, always go back and listen to the episodes um of Man Unmade in the catalog. Um which Tess after this comes out next um week um, immediately the next day, you're, you're, you're history and you're in our backlog. So you're okay. like, you're in the catalog. Yeah. You're just like immediately. You go from like new to like, all right, now you're a catalog. Yeah. Brilliant. You're in, you're, I know. Isn't it great? <laughs> so um, yeah. Uh, and anyways, so we're here. We're live and excited to be here. We're not live. I'm live right now. But when you hear this, it won't be live. Um, but we are with Tess. Okay. Now I'm going to, I'm guessing Gatuso. Yeah. Did I get that Yeah, right? oh my
2: gosh, you did.
1: did just, you're really I'm surprised. Really, do people-
2: Oh, people really struggle with Gattuso in a big
1: way. What, 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 what do they say?
2: Like Gattuso, Gattus, I don't, I think, I honestly think it's people are nervous. They don't have to be nervous, oh. just go for it. Because, you know, you got it right on the first try. I think I just am around a lot of overthinkers.
1: <laughs> mm, yeah, see, I just go for it, but I do, I've learned to throw in disclaimers. Yeah, no. You know, like, just say, hey, I'm, I'm going for this right now, just letting you know, and then I just, I go. So Gattuso, you so Tess Gattuso, Gattuso, yeah, w- and here's the thing. You may be going, okay, well, who's Tess Gattuso? You know her work. You probably have seen lots and lots of her work. You just don't know it. Um, y- one of the things that you do, which is, like, so fantastic, is you're a meme creator. What?
2: Yes. Uh, I, I mean, memes were, like, the first bit of independent internet content I did because I had been freelance writing for so many outlets. Mm. And I was like, this isn't translating into me growing an online presence at all. But I also Mm. don't have a lot of time in my life and I'm busy and I'm stressed. And memes you can make really, (laughs) really quickly. And you don't have to get any permission from anyone for them to be, you know, filtered through a certain POV. And I could mm. talk about anything. And I just posted a yes. meme randomly one day. And it got like the highest engagement, of anything, I had ever post, which was very encouraging. So I just started making like a meme a day and then slowly growing my online presence. And then people in my own life were like, oh, Tess, okay, you're funny. And I was like, okay, <laughs> starting to be treated the way I want to be treated. I'm going to continue <laughs> with these memes. So they were like the first thing I did.
1: That's awesome. My My son, the other day, he like... He, we said we were joking about something. I don't remember what it was. It, it, I probably had something to do with sports or something. And, um, and he goes into the other room and comes back two minutes later. I swear, may, maybe not even two. It could have been a minute. I mean, it was so quick. And he, and he says, "Yeah, it's like this meme." And, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, that's cool. Yes. Where, where did you, where you get that?" And he's like, "No, I made it." I was <gasps> like, "When?" He's like, "Just oh, now." Man. And I was like, "What? <laughs> how? That's what? what I a, love
2: how about do you?" Memes. How old is your son?
1: uh 14
2: heck yeah like so yeah you can can make a meme you don't need to sit down and film yourself and then edit it's not a process it takes minutes and it can have a big impact
1: Mm -hmm. it really can there Mm -hmm. are some crazy like right now tell me what your so like your memes are hilarious but like what are the memes that you're looking at that like make you laugh besides yourself because i think you've got to make yourself laugh because you're hilarious
2: (laughs) oh i appreciate that well i guess um i don't The word meme is so huge and ambiguous, and I think right now the funniest internet thing happening, there's this like Versailles filter where it can put your face on a running royal woman through like a castle, and everyone is just attaching their face to this woman and making jokes like me running to the bathroom after my one sip of iced coffee, and with a really intense- yeah. <laughs> it, is, it started trending in the past two days. I'm not like happy to know that. I don't want to be this online. I think living in the present world is a great thing. Um, yeah. But that's my current favorite.
1: <laughs> that's your that's your current favorite now <laughs> i gotta find you said it's the versailles or the Versalli-
2: filter on Versallis. tiktok so right now it's trending on tiktok which means that okay. it soon will be posted to twitter someone's going to be like this thing on tiktok is so funny it's going to go viral and then people are going to start posting those tiktoks on reels on instagram like that is the progression that's about to happen with that one <laughs> I,
1: okay so this leads into this really <laughs> quick I, i'm i'm 43 but when it comes to this stuff I feel like I'm 86. Like I I just, well, that's true. I do. Yes. But I just literally, I don't know. And this is a, this is actually funny. This literally happened five minutes ago. So before we get on, um, I notice I'm, I'm like, I want to watch this, this one more video that you made. I want to watch it one more time. So I go on there. And, and I'm like, I haven't seen anything from Tess lately, actually. Hmm. Oh, well. And so I'm like, I'm looking at your thing. And 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 I look up in the top right corner, and, and there's this blue box, and it's like, follow. I'm like, why mm. is it telling me to follow? Is this like a new thing where it's like, follow your videos? Because I already follow. No, I don't follow you. I thought I followed you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And I just. Drama. So, no yeah no i know but like this is how old i am there are people that like i either hear about them or somebody retweets it or whatever and i'll see it and i kind of think that i already follow them, <laughs> yeah. and then like then i go and check in on them and i'm like oh no i don't actually follow them they mm-hmm. are just that popular or people send me stuff and it, and, and so i followed you and uh, you actually followed me back i saw it so thank you very much i appreciate it yeah well, it's, yeah it's really sweet
2: i'm impressed that i followed you back only because I'm also kind of not great at that. Um, oh, like it okay. doesn't. I, I don't. I use social media as a creator. I try to practice really good boundaries with it because mm-hmm. I think it totally distorts your reality and some of yes. the dialogue. Like I rather learn about things from an article or a book or something, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and then yeah. come to social yeah. media to share. And I'm I oh, struggle at great. the social part of it. Like I had mm. someone I really, really respect on TikTok who makes all this content about disinformation um, and is like getting her master's and is so helpful. We like connected and we talk a lot and I didn't realize I wasn't following her on Instagram or Twitter. And I brought it up with her and she was like, yeah, I've known and I've been really angry. And I was like, just please, I need help, tell me. It's not, it's not there's no like strategy happening here. <laughs> when yeah. it comes to using social media socially, <laughs> like I need you, if you want me to follow you, just tell me. I don't notice when people yeah. don't follow me kind of deal. Uh, yeah. I, I wish, I don't know. I, because I, my main thing is I'm like a, a screenwriter and I want to write for TV and perform and everything. Yes. And then social media is a platform that I use to just right. show my, like a portfolio of sorts.
1: Well, we've sort of just jumped right into it here, um, but let me say that, that, that you are a, a writer, you're a comedian, you're a, t- a content creator, and you're based out of LA. That's also mm-hmm. why the time zone thing here is a little bit different. You're a couple hours behind. And, um, and, and so this is what you do for a living. And I'm, I'm really excited to talk to you because I have three kids, and um, you know they're 14, 11, and um, eight. And uh, I have a son and, and two daughters. And you know, I kind of it's it's really helpful, like to learn about what other people are doing that are younger because i I feel like I need to get comfortable in this thing, like like you know like my one of my children could like grow up and be a meme creator, you know what I mean, and I don't <laughs> yeah. want to be that parent who's like, "You're doing what with your life oh my <laughs> you know? gosh, like, yeah y- you know you know what I mean because it's I, I I grew up in a totally different world, and this is the world that we live in. Like you, literally, can make a living. I mean, you're, the stuff that you do. So you're a writer. You you create these memes. And and one of the big jobs that one of your first big jobs. Tell me if I'm wrong. Was with David Spade and the show on Comedy oh, Central. Yeah, is that I correct? Was
2: making memes for them, which was so much fun. It, it, yeah, tell it me great. that story.
1: How that started. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. It was just. It was very organic someone said this show is looking for a meme creator so i sent a producer my memes and she was like these are the best memes <laughs> that i've received because <laughs> i think a lot of people That's great if you want to be a meme creator you have to be putting out your own memes so that you build that portfolio yeah. you can't privately okay just make memes and hope for the best you have to okay. like, develop that reputation um mm. and for like a few weeks i was just make I was I would read the news and naturally be absorbing pop culture and yeah keeping that kind of audience in mind would make memes hoping that mm. they would relate to them and it would be posted all yeah. over the show's social media and if a meme went viral then you know their following would go up so it, it it's okay. just like it's mixed media comedy writing in a way I would also look at the monologue every morning and make memes related to the jokes that they were making um,
1: how fun is that it you're was, like getting to that's cool
2: yeah I mean I couldn't believe it because <laughs> I <Yeah. laughs> you're not raised to think that work is fun <laughs> and it's yeah. like, no work can be enjoyable <laughs> and you can um, I guess you know monetize your passions what choice do you have yeah but um
1: yeah right uh,
2: COVID showed started uh, the quarantine started shortly after that and the show was canceled <laughs> oh no yeah but before that was yeah that was the first thing where i felt like i had a lot of agency over the work i was doing before that i had been freelance writing for like disney and awesomeness and reductress and everything but
1: oh that's cool
2: it was it was more like totally on your own whereas the meme making was like sweet i'm working with like a team of other creatives intensely focused on memes yes
1: yes well, there's got to be a way to take that. I mean, and I'm sure it'll happen, you know, like take that and and uh, I'm going to use a bad word here, but capitalize so get into <laughs> that later, um, you know, uh, capitalize on that because I mean, I mean, hell, you, you did it no matter how long you did it. You were working with David Spade, who is one of the all time greats in the comedy world. I mean, mm-hmm. my goodness, you know, like. Mm-hmm. That's, um, that's huge. And it's amazing how then all of a sudden now you're, con- you are literally connected to Saturday night live, uh-huh. even if, you, I mean, <laughs> that's the way I look at it. Like I look at it and go, Hey, now I am directly connected to this. Not, you know, like, it's not mm-hmm. that, like I have a, a direct dial to Lorne, you know, or anything, mm-hmm. but I, I you, that's how you're connected now. And who knows where <laughs> that's going to lead.
2: Yeah. Um, if I ever meet David Spade, I'll be like, "I made memes for you," and he'll be like, "Huh? Oh yeah, I forgot." And I'll be like, "Okay, well now you remember."
1: <laughs> this is this is like my Ted Lasso positivity thing. For me, it's just no. Like, I need
2: that. It's good. It's good. Oh, you,
1: okay. Do you like Ted Lasso? Have you? Have I love you, Ted have you Lasso. It?
2: it is such. Well, I mean, it's just such a. It's a heartfelt show. The writers yes. are clearly sticking to just a specific, authentic story. I love when TV shows yes. are. Uh, specific and honest and yeah you know because there there is a lot of tv out there that kind of works seems like it's working as like a, a marketing room like what's cool right now let's try to speak to that mm. we'll do our research instead of the yeah. writers thinking yeah. what do i already know and can speak to authentically ted lasso seems like um all those folks are like this is what we've cared about for a while let's express it creatively yes. God, I, I love yes. it also the soccer element is sick
1: <laughs> are, you, are you a soccer fan?
2: I am. Well, I grew up playing soccer, so I'm half Italian, half Jewish, and the Italian side of my family is very passionate okay. about soccer. Okay. And okay. because Gennaro Gattuso is like this very public public famous soccer player of a temper, which all the Italian side of my family really relates to (laughs) and respects. And (laughs) so, yeah, I grew up playing soccer. I always, always was wearing like a huge soccer jersey that said Gattuso (laughs) on the back. That was like my (laughs) uniform growing up. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, and like some of the happiest memories of my life. I was in Italy for a month studying film and would go to bars and watch soccer games with all the older men.
1: Yes. And no
2: one cared that I was like a younger woman. Everyone was just like, I'm (laughs) gonna treat you like you are a huge burly one of us, which is my happy place.
1: (laughs) They like they like like kind of pound you on the shoulder and you just fall off the stool.
2: (laughs) Oh I would, but I'd be like, it's fine. Do it again. (laughs) Like I love this.
1: That that must mean then that like the segments where they flash to the bar in Ted Lasso, that's really got to hit home to you. Yes,
2: so I think that I just felt like it, it maybe it was a reach, but just so much nostalgia for those moments of being sure. around people incredibly engaged in a soccer game.
1: Yeah. Also, well, was my quarantine. my wife and I. So well, right? Yeah. People. Well, my my wife and I before we had kids, we lived in Europe, and we lived in Paris for almost a year. And um, while we were there, the Euro Cup was going on. And um, and so we would go out and there would be like these giant projectors set up in like public squares. And people would just be everywhere watching, you know, these games together. And, you know, Paris is such a a hodgepodge of people. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you have so many different teams represented. Well, every team that's represented has you know, fans in Paris, I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. and so it didn't matter who was playing, you just had people out in the streets having a good time, and, and oh, it was, it it was just amazing, so I 100% understand what you mean when you say the nostalgia of it, it's, it makes me wish I lived in Europe again because it it is just like nothing else. It's not like American football and like, yeah, let's go first down. I love football and all that good stuff. But like there's something to like the whole European soccer vibe that is just like really fun, worldwide soccer vibe, really. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Like I can't explain it. You just when you're watching a soccer game with a bunch of people, it feels super communal. Mm -hmm.
1: Yes,
0: yes. It doesn't
2: like matter who you are or what you look like or what you know. Everyone's going to like grab you by the shoulder and like cheers your whatever
1: you're drinking. Like it's lovely. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I totally agree. And it's funny because, like, you know, my wife, she will watch some sports with me and everything. And she's athletic herself and all that, but she doesn't want to sit down and watch like a whole game or anything like that. Like, that's not, you know, she'll come in like fourth quarter or whatever and like in a really important game. And, um, but like with soccer, when we lived in Europe, I would I would be like, she's here for the whole game. Like, I mean, because we're <laughs> with friends, we're, you know? I mean, it's mm-hmm. just like, it, it was a thing and and everybody's hooked, everybody. And yes. it just was amazing.
0: Yeah, it's
1: a fun uh, I love it. Um, okay, so your, your meme work also, you do some work on um, mental health. You also talk about like boundaries and things like that, which yeah. I really love. I think boundaries are like, it's crazy. It might sound like they're kind of super in right now, but they are like- really important no and one ever talked your about them
2: it's wild to me i think yeah um like yeah they're they're in right now in that people are starting to i think reflect on how all their boundaries have been crossed in a really okay. big way and for some reason mm-hmm. that's a new thing to think about um yeah. And probably because like boundary crossing was just a part of our life. Like everyone demands yes. something of everyone, especially of women who are just assumed to be the nurturer kind of deal. Mm. But that's a, mm-hmm. a huge boundary cross. Like I think people should be very specific about who they take care of kind of deal. Mm. Sorry, mm-hmm. early in mm-hmm. the morning. I'm just like stream of consciousness talking
1: You're right nailing now. it. No, I love it. Keep going. <laughs> this is like seriously, my wife and I talk about boundaries of. Ab- bunch. And that can be boundaries with anybody, whether it be, you know, strangers, family, acquaintances, work situations, whatever it is, like for everybody, it's like super, super important. So no, go keep going. I I, I love it. I'd love to know your thoughts.
2: I think, I think like what is really special about boundaries is thinking about your own, you have to be like, okay, what's going on with my life that other people are not aware of? Because everyone's mm-hmm. just treating each other like a robot lately, <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> especially before quarantine. Like, oh, yeah, it's just a natural thing, especially in Los Angeles, that you're going to work 60 hours a week and get mm-hmm. angry at yourself instead of someone mm-hmm. else expecting that of you. And I yeah. mean, I just want everyone to be very, like, passionate about their boundaries and figuring that out and learning how to speak up for themselves, learning how to say no and ask questions instead of just assuming yes. things. Um, and it's, I mean, it's just fascinating that people haven't talked about that before. And so when I talk oh, about yeah. it online or make a video, and I'm not, I'm not trying to appear, whenever I make something, I'm not like, I really think this is going to do well. Or I think mm. a ton of people are going to relate to this. I'm just mm-hmm. working through own, my own like, issues or thoughts and putting it out there mm. and seeing like, let's, let's find out if it resonates. And it usually does. And I'm like,
1: mm. okay,
2: <laughs> let's get it, keep yeah. going.
1: let's keep chasing this rabbit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think for me, one of the things that I'm really dealing with is again, I'm 43. So I've been around the block a few times and I think there's things that are ingrained in my life that I just sort of like have always done or whatever. And then I realize, you know what, that's not really healthy for me. And so there's Mm -hmm. things that I'm having to walk back about my own personality and it, and you know, there's this tug of like, well, do I explain that to someone and let them know, hey, don't be offended here. I'm just trying to like, I'm realizing this. Or do you just have to do it and let people kind of just deal with it? Here's a great example. One of my things is, and big shocker here, oversharing. So like <laughs> and like this, I overshare a bunch. And sometimes that gives people a feeling in situations where they shouldn't, they feel like they have more access to me or whatever that might be. And, and so I realized I've got to sort of like, you know, maybe get that under control a little bit and, you know, because it can make other things complicated, whether it be like work situations or whatever. Yeah. And, and, and so, um, changing that and like trying to like make that more a part of my life where I'm not oversharing and I'm sort of being a little bit more guarded with my time and with mm-hmm. whatever it is, the things that are going on in my life, um, do I then explain to someone who maybe is going to be a little bit like, "Hey, you're different." Well, you know what? I've I've learned that I've overshared a lot. And My <laughs> wife was like, "Well, telling that, telling them that is oversharing." <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's, and it's it's a really like beautiful thing to be open, and it's really mm, special yeah. and. Um, A lot Mm -hmm. of people are closed off as a defense mechanism. But you have to be aware, like, yeah, certain people are going to think, oh, that means I always have access. And that means, like, it's odd when someone interprets someone being so open as they owe me more and more and more. Yes, there you go. And you have to, it's like always, you never, like, figure out your boundaries. And you sit down and you're like, I know how I'm going to navigate life now. It's like Mm -hmm. always striking a balance and relative to Like everyone who's, everyone's paths you cross. Do you, do you find
1: the boundaries are helpful with, for like, why are you doing the boundary work? In other words, like, Mm -hmm. is it for mental health? Yes. You know, like, is it for relational? Like what for you, what is, why is boundary work so important?
2: Well, I, it's okay. It's interesting. I've always, if something's helping me, then my instinct is to think, Hey, Oh my gosh, this will help other people. I need to Mm. share it with them because it changed my life for the better. And now I want to change their life for the better. It's like why I pursue comedy is because when I was younger, comedy is like what kept me going. So in my brain, I'm like, oh, if I do comedy, it's going to help like the other Tesses out there. Um, Yes. And, uh, you know, I guess this is relevant to the podcast. I feel like growing up and even now when people look at me, they're like, that's a little girl, <laughs> that's a woman. I get, to do, I get to say what I want and mm. like project all this stuff onto her yes. and in a way that I don't necessarily see it happening to other people. Um, though with Me Too movement that revealed that it actually is happening to a lot of people. And now right. like I had to learn through trial and error and the hard way that actually it's not okay for um, your boss to show you porn at work. That's, right, that doesn't right. make sense. And yeah. like in the past, I would just like kind of have like an internal like, I'm so uncomfortable, I'm so uncomfortable. And now when someone mm. does not that makes me uncomfortable, I straight up say, sometimes if I'm angry, I'll be like, why are you doing this? And be a little like edgy, a little mean. I can't help it. You know, <laughs> I'm pissed.
1: <laughs> you should be.
2: Or yeah. if it's someone I you know, want to continue being around, I'll say this, this doesn't make sense for me. Someone asked me yesterday, um, who I love, and I'm glad they asked me this, like, hey, can I send you a picture of ah, something like my nipple? And I said, (laughs) no, thank you for asking. Whereas in the past, I may have been like, yep, sure, don't get mad at me. You can send me any picture you want. Like, I might be a special case of used to being a huge pushover.
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah. That I that authenticity right there, Tess, just makes me love you so much. I'm like, oh my gosh, that is fantastic. Because that that is exactly that is what we're dealing with in this world. It's like someone asking you something, and what do we all feel? We're we're like, I don't want to hurt them. Yeah I don't wanna I don't want to make mm-hmm. them feel awkward. And it's like, like you just said, it's like, no, it's incredibly wrong, awkward, and hurtful for a boss to or anybody to show someone else something inappropriate that isn't asking for it, like, yeah. or period, like, uh-huh. it's just because of the power dynamic and everything, like, it just yes. shouldn't happen.
2: Uh-huh. And with the way things are right now... I think this should change, but the responsibility at the moment really falls on the person on the receiving end of the weirdness mm. to reinforce the boundary. Yes. Though ideally, yeah. hopefully, there's going to be more work to get the people in power to rethink that power dynamic.
0: Because so everyone loses. This,
1: uh, yes. Well, this leads me to um, uh, one of your uh, TikTok, um, I don't know what they're called. Are they video? What are they? Just TikToks? TikToks?
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Lisa just smiling and just going, "Oh, he's such an idiot." You're
3: doing great. <laughs> like, you are. This is fun. <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: um, by the way,
3: <laughs> before
1: we get to this, so we we have like notes of like what we want to ask and everything, and Lisa secretly wants me to look really stupid. That's like looks like her dream, you know, and uh, and so. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. So she goes. She goes. um, The first question that she wrote down. She goes. Please ask her why she even said yes to this. Oh my (laughs) god. Why would she even want to talk with you?
2: So curious. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I wanted to meet you. I think it's so cool you're doing this podcast, especially because I think that you have access to an audience that isn't my audience, and I thought it could Mm, be really mm -hmm. fun to. Speak to them in this way.
1: Well, that's a really heartfelt audience. I mean, a, a heartfelt <laughs> answer. Excuse me. I was. I think she was really hoping for something um, a little more uh, ripping of me, but that's okay. <laughs> no, that's fine. No, I'll, that's great, I'll, no, that's I'll take great. your answer. No,
3: I love that answer. I that's love great. your
1: answer, and I'm so glad you had me ask her that, Lisa. Because just that was <laughs> so welcome. heartfelt. I knew yeah.
3: <laughs> it was a good question. <laughs> that,
2: that is a great question. I was honestly surprised that you reached out to me.
1: You know um lisa follows you on social she has for a long time and she was like hey you got to check this girl out like she's just like she's fantastic she's hilarious i really love all her stuff and i was like great let's do it so so i'm i'm looking at you know everything well then Thanks, we're lisa. on the phone yeah okay. that's right <laughs> and uh i think we're on the we were on the phone with my agent right and yes. we we're t- And he just happened to mention, because I'm with CAA as well, and they mentioned your name. And she was like, wait, what? Y'all are connected? This is perfect. Clint, I've been telling you I want to get her on. I was like, yeah, that's great. Let's do it. It's fantastic. (laughs) She's hilarious. Let's go. And so uh, we worked the channels, as it were. And uh, yeah, now you're on. So I'm super glad that you did it. This is like so fun. Okay, everybody. Man Unmade was created to amplify women's voices. And early on, we decided that beyond each interview, we also wanted to highlight women in business and music. So in each episode, we'll take time out to turn you on to a new business you've maybe never heard of and a singer-songwriter whose music we think you should try out. The music will come at the end of each podcast, so make sure you keep listening after we've wrapped the interview. If you're listening now and you happen to own or work for or have a friend with a business, or if you know of an artist or you are one, shoot us an email to contact at manunmadepodcast.com but the spotlight on women's businesses is right now. This week, the spotlight on women in business is shining on Carlene Kirksey of Austin Nature Works. Here's kind of a breakdown of Austin Nature Works. So Carlene creates handmade wooden toys using eco-friendly materials. And what's even cooler is that one toy purchased equals one tree planted. You can shop her collection at mindfulwoodentoys.com and on Etsy under Austin Nature Works. You can also follow along on Instagram and Facebook at Austin Nature Works. Um, All right, Lisa, let's go and uh, check out our website. I know you're probably already there.
3: I'm already there. I already have the product that I wanna talk about. Sorry, that was stupid.
1: (laughs) No, that was great. You better keep that in there. Um, Okay, so, ah, love it. I love it. Oh my gosh, look at that. I am totally into like hands-on learning. That's like my favorite way of learning. Um, and the first thing that pops up is this uh one to ten number tracing board mm-hmm. and you put in the little smooth pebbles into the zero, one, two, yes. three. That's so cool. It's really I love cool. That. Yeah. Um it's really neat. I Okay, let me can I try and guess yes, which one you love. You'll the most? probably
3: guess it. I feel like if you're yeah.
1: Well, there's a lot. Is it on the first page? Yes. Well, you do love a flower truck. You love flowers. It's gotta be the it's either the flower truck or it's the spring nature mandala tray.
3: Nope. But Am you we were, were on the right track. It's the Kid Friendly It's a kid-friendly flower press. Where you oh, were you pressed? Oh, I didn't see it. Oh flowers. my gosh. It's so cute. Of
1: course. Yes. I didn't see it. Uh, yes. That is it. Yes. It Of course you would love I that. I love
3: that. It's beautiful. What people
1: don't know is that Lisa is all about plants more than almost anything in the world really. That's like plants your jam, isn't it?
3: And pets plants and pets. That's all you need to know about me. Sums me up. (laughs) And your plants are kind of your pets. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, Beautiful stuff. I absolutely love this stuff. And um, making uh, children's uh, toys is, um, I can, coming from experience, I know that is not easy. There are a lot of hoops and whatnot that you have to jump through to even do this kind of stuff. So the fact that she's doing it, um, I know that it's just a lot of work that you have to put into this. And Her stuff is just incredible. It's absolutely beautiful. I love the rainbow mountain wooden sticker Mm -hmm. because it's a it's a play on the rainbow. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's really neat. It's yeah. It's just not your typical rainbow. No,
3: all of her stuff is super unique and it's actually very nice. It's like a beautiful children's toy. Like I would want that in my house if I had kids instead of like a plastic whatever. Nothing. Absolutely.
1: Oh my goodness. Okay. So go check her out. Mindfulwoodentoys.com. And again, on, let me pull this up here on Instagram and Facebook at Austin Nature Works. Um, And that's her Etsy uh, shop as well, Austin Nature Works. So go check her out. Remember, every time you buy a toy, she plants a tree. How amazing is that? Um, We just love what you are uh, doing, Carlene. And uh, so keep it up. And uh, we're big fans.
3: You can't be that kid standing at the top of the water slide, overthinking it. You have to go down the chute. Tina Fey.
1: So back to this (laughs) TikTok that you did. By the way, I have a TikTok account. I don't use it. I don't know how to use it. It stresses me out the ones where, like, people are wearing something and dancing, and then they jump, and then all of a sudden they're wearing something else. I'm like, that's got to take so much time. I just, I let... Yeah, it stresses me out. I, I just can't even begin to do that. Okay. But you did a um, Guys That Are Not Like Other Guys. TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And um and I watched it and I was like, shit, this is like so good. Because oh, you totally nailed me. I got to be honest with you. You d- Yeah, you did. Not like all the time, but I had an experience. So first of all, I would explain it, but that's too much of me talking. So can you, can you explain the guys that are not like Mm -hmm. other guys? TikTok that you did.
2: I was thinking about how it's so easy to just give girls, uh, can, I don't know if I could swear. People just really like bullying girls online, all kinds of girls, no matter what you can, you can swear. It's fine for something you're interested in. Um, And the girls that aren't like other girls trope, I think, is just thrown around all the time. And I was like, why isn't there, not to reinforce the Mm. gender binary or anything, but why isn't there an equivalent for dudes? Because that absolutely exists. And what kind of guy operates (laughs) in that space of trying to exploit his own identity to be cool and takes pride in something that should just be yes. like, oh, I'm genuinely interested in this, I genuinely want to help other people. And it's the guys I honestly have been surrounded by all my life because I'm like a pretty vocal, progressive, uh, feminist. Um, guys who know what to say when it comes to politics sure. to get the girl they have a crush on to like mm. them. So I don't I don't know, you may you you seem like this very mm. sensitive person who wants to help other people, but I'm, I'm talking about like the guys who leverage feminist theory, political theory, liking the yes. right films to kind of promote mm-hmm. their selves. So I think that if you are like a progressive person, yes. the best thing you can do to support people is to literally support them, platform them, put their work mm. first. Yes. But instead, you know, you have these like guys being like, yes. oh, you know what? My girlfriend told me all about her trauma. What can I do to help girls? I'm going to write a screenplay based on my ex-girlfriend's life. And then that dude gets the awards, the recognition, the money. No one knows the name of the woman that story is based off of. That guy, he's not like other guys. He cares. But he's profiting off of the idea of caring.
1: Yes. Well, and one of the things that you said in there was um, you said a guy I I forget exactly what it is but you're like you know like the guy who is Mm -hmm. sitting with a bunch of other guys and the other guys like goggle or google or whatever you say you know like at at some other girl Mm -hmm. whatever and he doesn't say anything Uh uh-huh
2: oh yeah that's based off do you remember that part I I always wonder I know that if I'm in a room full of like straight guys that something changes and they censor themselves Mm -hmm. and they don't Well, some of them do, some of them don't, but Mm. that's what I've grown up with. And I've always been like, God, I wish I could be a fly on the wall of a conversation between traditionally masculine straight dudes and see how they act. And then when I walk in, what changes? And it it just reminds me of, this happened a lot in my life where guys Mm. um, will tell me something their guy friend said about me or said about um, a girl we know. And I'll be like, all right, you're telling me this. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And I don't know why. Because what matters is, what did you do in the moment? And I'll ask, what did you do? And he'll say, oh, I did Mm. nothing. Literally, he's like, what I'm doing is I'm telling you. You do something or you respect me for knowing (laughs) it was wrong. Uh, Give me a reward for knowing it was wrong. It's not enough just to recognize what's wrong. You have to step in.
1: As soon as I watched that TikTok... Again, I was like, oh, shit, dang it. Because I flashed back to like just a couple weeks before where I was a, at a restaurant um, and uh, sitting with some other men and the waitress was like leaving, you know, whatever. And they there just be, they're sort of like started this banter between a couple of the guys at the table and her that was sort of like flirty. But like she was, I could tell she was a very quiet person and mm-hmm. she was not like, trying to be in any way shape or form and so i kind of like i remember thinking like i'll be quiet here you know and if i can um as soon as i get a chance i'll be the one to say hey thank you so much you know for whatever and like you know like solid you know like i'm i'm telling you thank you for your great service you know and i'm not and and like then i watched your meme and i was like damn it what i should have done in that moment is embarrassed the hell out of the guys I was sitting with, and been like, "Hey, y'all, really should just stop talking yeah. like this. That's just not fair, like to her, and it puts her in a really yeah. awkward position." Thank you, ma'am, for your help. <laughs> we'll <laughs> we'll take it, and we'll all tip really well yeah. because this that's not fair, <laughs> you know, and and. And, and and you just, anyways, I really learned from that, Yay. from your TikTok. I'm not kidding. It, like I think about it like every time now I'm, you know, if I'm going out or in a situation where that could happen and I'm like, you know what, I'm just, it's going to have to be uncomfortable and people are probably not going to like me, but yeah. Damn it! it's enough. It's just enough. It's not okay. And there's this power dynamic, and there's this weird thing, and it's like, and there's even this thing where guys Ooh. feel like they're flirting in a healthy way, probably. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's nuance. It's nuanced, Tess. I mean, it's very, it's very nuanced, and and it's just not okay. And I, I think Lisa, what was it? What you you know more about this than I do? The embarrassing men in public. There's this thing oh, going yeah. around now. Have you heard of this test?
3: You probably have seen it. There's this two different things I saw about it's time to start embarrassing men in public. And it was one, this girl at an airport and this guy had taken her picture. And she went up to him and made him delete the pictures. But like videoed it and then posted it. And was like, and he had a wedding ring on. And and then she got his phone and was like, here's my pictures. And then people like, so she was like, and she was like, it's time to start embarrassing men in public for their bad behavior. And then. Another one was a girl, she was mm-hmm. uh, like a guy, was cat calling her and she was starting to video and mm-hmm. be like, whose dad is this? Like this is clearly someone's dad like, and then he, he, she was like, how old do you think I am? And he was like, uh, he, she was like, I'm 17 and then he started arguing with her like, no, <sighs> you're not 17. Like, and she was like, are you kidding me? Like you're disgusting. And like saying, whose dad is this? Mm-hmm. Like, let's embarrass this guy. So that they yeah. like yeah. start becoming accountable. It's, essentially, that's so that was, fascinating, yeah, that's like, and yeah.
2: it reminds me, <laughs> there's this thing in film about like the protagonist taking it into their own something into their own hands in a way that's illegal because the system isn't taking care of it. So what it's it's really that phenomenon mm. embarrassing mm. men in public. It's really tragic because it's almost like a last resort. What do we do to protect ourselves? How do we hold these people yeah. accountable? Mm. And how do we punish them for doing something that is wrong harassing someone because what are they supposed to do just be like let's have like Mm. a really conversation about this like no you can't put that on someone you can't and like when i'm when i'm cat called i know the right thing to do is to say like have a nice day or something like that because you don't want to get them angry or to just ignore it but i've been cat called since i was 12 and i'm fed up so i will like flick someone off Mm. or yell, stop. Like it's not the right thing, but I'm so tired of it. Um, So, I mean, at the end of the day, Mm. that's a really tragic, but logical thing to do
1: is to just get revenge. (laughs) Well, uh, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, uh, uh, there's just, uh, I think you said that so well, Tess. I really do. uh, When just talking about how tragic it is, but it's like, look, if the system that is here is not correcting it, then at some point, like you can't just go, well, it's never going to get fixed. So let's just mm-hmm. deal with it. You know, boys will be boys. And that statement, it's like, oh my goodness. Like, yeah. no, we got to get rid of that crap because
2: yes, it's absolutely. not okay.
1: It's just not okay. And, that's also- and uh,
2: Sorry, sorry. Well, I really is, appreciate. I oh, I sorry, just, go like, ahead.
1: I just, yeah, no, 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 the boys no. Will be go, boys go, things. go, like, go. They're
2: not. I remember, like, growing up when I noticed a shift in the way adults were treating me because of my gender, and that shift did not take place with my peers in school mm. at all. Like the the boys that were around me still treated mm. me gender neutral, like didn't say ew when I did something gross, it didn't like be like, oh, you're docile. I need to be gentle they treated me just like one of the mm. boys or whatever, but it's true. That's like, it's all this toxic learned yeah, behavior. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yes. I, I think that there is something very, very um, healing for people when they have those moments of being treated genuinely just like a human being and that's it. I, I did you ever um, watch? There's a great movie on Netflix um, uh, called uh, Crip Camp. Um, it was it was done by the Obamas. Actually, I don't know if you were, they they um, get, struck a deal with Netflix to do like all these films. And like the first one that they did was called um, Crip Camp. So it's based back in like the 60s and 70s. And there was this camp, I think it was in New York, uh, but, anyways, there was this camp that, like, all of these um, people with, you know, special needs and and disabilities and wheelchair bound or whatever it was, they all went to this camp and they just were allowed Mm. to, like, do whatever. Like, that was it. They could just go and be themselves and, like, just have, you know, a good time. And, of course, I mean, you've got, you know, kids together, you know, these are like 17, 18, or maybe older, I don't know, but you know, so they're all making out and things are going on and, you know, sexual activities and stuff. And it's the seventies. So, you know, like whatever. And there was this moment, they're interviewing this one lady later and, you know, you have to have an open mind with this. Like, cause if you, if you don't have an open mind, then you're going to be like, Oh my God, that's the worst thing ever. But it like was seriously such a like, wow moment. This lady, she talked about, When she was there one summer, she got an STD and, and she like went to the doctor and they, they diagnosed her with this STD and she was like, I was literally in that moment. I had this feeling of like excitement because I had something that normal people had. Like I had like I had an STD. I know that sounds crazy and it's like whatever, but you got to watch the movie because it literally was this moment where this this this, you know, now older woman but she's looking back on her life and she's like mm-hmm. that's one of the first times yes. because people look at us and they're like you can't have sex. Y'all you can't get STDs because you're you're a cripple or you're whatever, you're bound to a wheelchair. So you, and she's like yes we yeah, can. I'm we can do human. all. I, I can get an life, STD. I have sex, you
2: know? I have flaws. And and like I'm I'm sure that she saw I, don't, I mean, I, yes. I haven't watched it, I can't assume, but I've I've like witnessed like mm-hmm. someone, you see it in someone's eyes when they realize you're a human or this like surprise, like you burst the bubble of yeah. everything mm. that they thought you were.
1: Yes. Yeah. Well, I just think that it's such a like an important thing and... And that's hopefully what we can be doing with all of this. Is like at the end of the day, we just need to be treating each other mm-hmm. as yeah, what we are absolutely. equals. Like, period. give someone the space. That's it.
2: To like explore without projecting what you think they are on them.
1: Hundred percent. One yeah. of the things that you have <laughs> yeah. a lot of opinions on. Going to switch gears here uh, yeah. is <sighs> capitalism. Gosh.
2: I, it's fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. because um, uh. <laughs> there are people who know way more about the, like, the theory and the specifics of capitalism than I do. And all my critiques mm-hmm. of it are coming mm-hmm. from just unnecessary experiences I've had with the system of capitalism and that I've witnessed in my family and my mm-hmm. friends like mm-hmm. so much suffering. And all of this, it all, Mm. like capitalism convinces people that they're not enough. Capitalism benefits from you hating the way you look and being unsatisfied with your career. Capitalism projects this unnecessary Mm. standard of productivity and success that ultimately, I think, defeats what makes people feel joy, which is like community and love and calm I, yeah. sound, I, don't, I, I, I sound like a yoga instructor right now or something or, you know, an mm. L.A. yoga instructor.
1: No. <laughs> 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 Nothing wrong with and, that. They're very peaceful, and, uh, kind uh, people. So I, there you go.
2: I in, have internalized so much of that frustration to an, a, a degree mm. that makes me so angry. And critiquing capitalism through the capitalism character mm-hmm. is such like a release for me. And I see with the people who (laughs) like it, I I hope it's a release for them as well. Yeah.
1: I I think for me, one of the things is like, I I benefit from capitalism and I find it interesting when I'm not allowed to have an opinion on capitalism. Because if I do, or if I support someone who might be for like reigning capitalism in or like, hey, like this can't, Mm -hmm. you know, like... This is getting out of control um i get so many comments and i get feedback that's like well you're gonna hate your life now because you benefit off of of capitalism and if that's gone then you're not gonna have all the money and everything you have and i'm like well i don't know that it's that black and white and also like there are things like you can't just let stuff get out of control right like we got to have some sort of like checks and balances and go like hey The system might have been a great idea at the time, but listen, you know, so Mm -hmm. was an automobile when it first came out. But, (laughs) like, we needed to make better ones later because, you know, like, Mm -hmm. they they weren't going to help us in the long run. We had to tweak things.
2: I'm not trying to be like, this is a fight between capitalists and anti-capitalists. Like, I am critiquing the system in place. That is all I'm doing, and I think everyone should be allowed to critique whatever they want. What scares people about something being critiqued? is really curious to me. And I also benefit from capitalism. (laughs) Like we all do, because we live in capitalism and we have no choice. Do we want to be able to pay our bills? What are our goals? To achieve those goals, to to a huge degree, we have to participate in capitalism. Like the worst, some of the worst responses to my stuff is like, but did you film this on an iPhone? What do you want me to do, not have a phone? I know. <laughs> I I have right. to communicate.
1: <laughs> yeah, I did.
2: <laughs> I to, I, you need a phone right now, especially for what I do. I need a phone. <laughs> it's just the worst. Like, what kind of?
3: Yeah, it's, right. Yeah,
2: it's just more nuanced than that. You you're allowed to critique capitalism and also thrive under capitalism.
1: Yeah, I th- I think that's just it, and I think we're actually learning a lot about. There's a lot of things that we need to tweak and Mm -hmm. change or just totally get rid of, you know, in our country and in our society. And that's just really hard for people because, you know, the change is just difficult. And so, you know, change is not easy for me. It's not easy for me to now go into a restaurant and see someone that I'm sitting with acting, even if they think it's kind, or they're not like over the top, but they're being a little bit like, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever with the waitress. Or whatever's going on, it's not easy for me to go, mm-hmm. hey, you know, like that's enough. I'm not saying it's easy. Like change is not easy. I get it. But you also have to be open to it, you know, because there's going to be some people that watch your TikTok video and they're going to go, you know, oh <laughs> my goodness, you are, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Come on, let people have fun. They're just, you know, and yeah. it's like, no, it's actually not fun. Not fun for them. And the girl might be just hanging in there because she knows that like, really I've got to, I have to like subject myself to this because I'll get a better tip and Mm -hmm. I really need to make my car payment this month or I, you know, and so it's way deeper than just like, Mm -hmm. Oh, just let people have fun. No, 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 no. There's a whole screwy system. That's kind of keeping all the stuff in place. Be aware
2: of this person's comfort levels. And I know often when, um, It seems like men are in groups harassing women. It's, they're not even thinking of, it's not about the woman, it's about having fun with their friends. And so the friend once, you know, Mm. she leaves and she had to tolerate it to get that tip to pay her car payment. The friend can just say, I, this actually isn't fun for me. I'm very uncomfortable when you treat her this way. And you know, a good friend will be like, all right, my dude. And if they get defensive, you know, there's clearly a lot to unpack there. I think more people would also be open to critiques of capitalism if there wasn't so much fear mongering about uh, other systems Mm. that are all, you know, (laughs) which is being really like Mm. purposely put out there um, on places like Fox News that are like, the socialists are going to take away your house. Uh, Yes. Your your healthcare is going to be downgraded. And this is all, it's all just simply lies.
1: Right yeah you're 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 inflaming everybody's fears by like making these other things these horrible things when literally you're like, Wait, you all do realize that like we're all going to benefit from mm-hmm. this thing called social security. Mm-hmm. It's literally <laughs> it has the word in its name, socialist or like you know, the unemployment checks that folks are receiving mm-hmm. on both sides of the aisle right now, right? Both Democrat and Republican. Receiving whether it be you know three hundred extra bucks a month or whatever from the government, that oh, nice. is socialism. That is the the government is helping take care of us. Like you, you're benefiting from it right now. So is it all perfect? No. I mean, there's th- you know, but like let's don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, as they say. You know, like which by the way is just gross. <laughs> that like that's the, that was a time. Can we talk about that for a second? That there was a time when everybody would bathe in these giant troughs. And, and like it would the dirt the water would be so brown that like if you weren't careful you would just pour the water out and the I baby did would not know that you forget that the baby I, also like <laughs> the baby's underwater.
2: I didn't know that. I, <laughs> I'm learning right now. I mean, you hear about past behavior and you're like,
1: that is what that comes Techno- from.
2: Technology is good. Innovation is good. There's also some crazy stuff happening right now. Like we're just learning as we go on. <laughs> Yeah. Advancing and like going backwards too. Uh, 100%. I know that it's my favorite kind of it's not my favorite, uh, but yeah. every like every two weeks something goes viral where it's someone in Europe saying, "I just found out how much it costs to have a baby in America. Why would you live there?" Yeah. Or someone like I have friends who are <laughs> talk about like if they break a bone right. abroad, it's just taken care of and they don't have to worry about the payment mm. at all. Yeah, it's normalized. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's it can't normalized be that bad, right? <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. if you can't afford a cure to your sickness, you're going to die. That shouldn't be normal.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That's 100%. I I mean, you now you're going deep, deep, because like, I mean, not that, you know, guys that aren't like other guys that that's not deep, that's a deep problem, too. And then but then it's like, yeah, then we have this other issue over here where it's like, if, if, if you're straddled with a, if you if you have a disease, then you know, oh, shoot, what am I going to do? Do I take care of it? Or do I straddle myself with debt? And possibly my family because I die and then they're left with all these like the hospital payments. An extremely it should high not state be that is
0: scenario. What that,
2: do I die or do I yes. live and ruin my life? <laughs> like do I? Oh God! Oh geez, sorry. Now right. I'm like, <sighs> I'm like going to that
1: place. It is
2: heavy and it's also like it's heavy, isn't it? I I don't know. It's like what I think about all the time. I don't know why.
1: (laughs) Well, listen, you're thinking about it, but then you're doing something about it and you're putting this stuff out there. And I just want to be a voice of... Someone who can literally look at you in the eyes and say, the work that you're doing is working oh. because it's changed me. Like, here I am feeling like I'm like maybe doing something to help, maybe, but then it's like, yeah, but you could do so much else, Clint, just in your normal life. You don't have to start a podcast. You could also just speak up when people are being rude and actually say something and that about is, it. And I I'm love like, that. Damn it, she's right. I love
3: that so much. <laughs> and I just really appreciate
1: so it. So
2: true. I, th- I, I Especially during the pandemic, I noticed people getting mm. such anxiety about this. A lot of people are newly aware to all of this injustice that was undeniable during the pandemic. And they were so overwhelmed. What do I do? How do I change the world? Right. How, like, Every day I have to do something huge. And of course, there was like mm. that performative um, virtue signaling part of it. But a lot of people genuinely became kind of uh, stunted by their anxiety to help and it's and it's like you don't have to have mm. a million dollars to donate you don't have to become the head of your like local chapter yes. of progressivism you can just like look at the people directly around you and mm. what do they need and if everyone is looking just around them at their mm. community everywhere then that's widespread change just by helping your coworker or the woman yeah. being harassed in front of you um or just like everyone needs that's help. Right. Everyone needs empathy. And what are you doing to help the people that you can touch and see? Y-
1: y- yep. 100%. Oh my gosh. Oh, I'm such thanks. A, fan Not a fan of you. This is
2: like making me feel
1: confident. Uh, <laughs> 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 well, that's good. Uh, you should feel confident. You uh, you have a lot to offer and I, I'm excited to see where things head for you. Um, Okay, we're gonna end this with something new we haven't really done before. We've done something similar, but not really. So we're gonna try this at this time. Mm-hmm. We're gonna call it a lightning round because that's just what everybody says, and we're not creative <laughs> enough to think of something else. Um, but but here we go. I'm just gonna throw out because here's uh-huh. the deal: you have opinions, and and I love that. And you're you're a comedian and everything. So I we literally Lisa and I were like, okay, let's just like write. <laughs> Like a bunch of topics down, and just say, "Okay, you get Fun. five seconds to give your opinion on each one of these." Yes. And it can be one word. It can be whatever. Okay, you ready? Cliff, we're just a lot.
3: Are you gonna do them all? It's okay. If you do. Oh, we're gonna oh, do ready? it all. Oh, we're right. just gonna oh, well. go. Yeah. Prepare yourself.
1: Yeah, it's two. It's it's two this. pages long. Okay, no. so get a glass no. of. No, I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alphabetical order. Yes. All right. Um. Okay. Here we go. Are you ready? And it can be positive or negative. It doesn't yeah. matter. It just it's uh-huh. like who cares? It's just funny. All right. Here we go. You ready? All right. Oh, come on. Kardashians.
2: That's why my- <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's my response. That's great. That's that's her response. That's, that's her your response perfect. Great. Okay
1: uh, All right, American Idol.
2: In my life. Perfect football.
1: sports. <laughs> yeah, I knew it now I know you and I'm like, oh I, I assume she's gonna say something about um, soccer or football. Um, okay nfts
2: i i mean i just when it comes people are really upset about nfts and that i i wish i knew more i know that there's an environmental bad situation happening there that's also just how fine art works and i like the idea of digital artists being able to make money off their work because it's already reshared for free all the time people mm. share my memes to sell their products and i get nothing yeah. and it's rude um so i I like the mm, idea of digital artists. That is very like the rude, yes. Work. But I need to know more before I give it a thumbs up.
1: Beautiful. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't. I don't what, first of all, what does token. NFT stand for? I think I know, but I don't, I don't know. It does stand for that. Okay, because the reason why I thought I knew that is because SNL, they did a skit about it and they said non-fungible token. But then I was like, is that just them coming up with some stupid thing and calling it? something so that then I'll walk away from it and go, oh, yeah, you mean non-fungible tokens? And I people wish, will be oh, like, yeah, that <laughs> see, I told you, I, you. I told you that. We- <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> All right, here we go. Back to the game. All right, here we go. So we did NFTs. All right, I Bitcoin. Why? <laughs> 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 yeah. That's my thing. What? What is it? All right, uh, politics. <laughs> Exactly. All right. Are you a go out? Let's go like uh, either pre pandemic or post pandemic. Are you a go out or stay go in? Go
2: out.
1: Mm-hmm. Go out. Yeah. Okay. Grapefruit. Favorite food.
2: <laughs> I love grapefruit. I've always had one time in college, someone was like, Hey, I was thinking of inviting you to sit with me, but you looked really into your grapefruit. And they were right. <laughs>
1: It's so delicious. <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, okay. Um, I need to get better public. at
0: it.
2: I wasn't, I need, like, I guess manners. <laughs> Me and my brother were yeah. like, were we not raised with manners? <laughs> because we have to, like, learn to eat normally in public.
1: Yes. <laughs> oh, we're going to get back to that one in a second. Okay. Who are you listening Mitski, to right now? All the Music time, or 24/7? podcast?
2: It's embarrassing how much I bring up Mitski. Oh, like nice. if uh Mitski is a Wait, what's Mitski? I don't know what musician is. musician who is just so committed to her art and she sings about loneliness, which I, I feel that not a lot of musicians oh, cool. speak to and I need that. <laughs>
3: I need it. Hmm. Clint, Clint, I sent you a sound exploder of one of her tracks. That's probably ones. why
1: I don't know, because I'm like, you just <laughs> said sound <laughs> exploder, and I was like stressed immediately. I sent
3: it to you. I sent
1: it to you. Did I listen? To, but sound, is no, that something I have to download?
3: It's a podcast. It's, a, oh, it's okay. We'll move on. Okay. Sound <laughs> <laughs> exploder. <laughs> uh,
1: well, you just answered the next question then, because I was going to say, see. who should we be listening to right now?
2: All day, all night.
1: Numitski, mm-hmm. all day long. It, M-I-T-S-K-I? Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. is that am I getting that right? Mitsuki. Gosh, I nailed Gatuso and then I, yeah. I spelled Mitsuki correct. Truly, like, I'm impressed. Bang, I'm on today. Yeah. I'm on one, as they say. Um okay, uh back to the food thing and eating in public. All right, question. If you're in a room with another person and they're eating and you're not, what is your level of tolerance of being able um, to hear them chew? Hmm.
2: It depends on what they're eating. If it's gum, it's going to be rough. And if they're slurping pudding, I can't do it. It reminds me of a dog eating. (laughs) But if it's, you know, like,
0: (laughs) I guess it is.
2: I'm thinking of the noises that (laughs) infuriate me and what foods cause them. And definitely slurping pudding. Like, please check yourself. Uh,
1: is there a noise that like totally infuriates you smacking any what, what lips smacking. Okay. So uh, I asked that one and it's personal to me. I have a thing like literally like if, if I'm not eating and someone else is eating in a room, I have to like turn on the TV, turn on the radio. So I can't deal with it. And then it makes me, this is so bad. If they have their mouth closed, and i can still hear it inside i'm like oh stop being so proper oh we can still hear you chew just just go ahead and smack it like literally i get like road rage or something like no, it's mean, like that's i have to i need to see a therapist Like what, it's really bad because
2: i'm wondering now why why does the yeah. chewing gum and slurping pudding annoy me so much even when like a dog eats i'm like ah oh, this makes me uncomfortable but it could be like a level of body horror <laughs> yeah so i mean i don't
1: I'm nice dog. To
2: the dog it's just in my brain i'm like wish it would stop um but i might
1: yeah. Oh, I, mine goes back to my childhood, I think. Y- yeah. Yeah. I had some loud chewers. I'm just going to say it because I don't want to call anybody out. I'm just saying <laughs> I had some loud chewers in my family, and I think that there was just something connected to me Definitely. for that. that oh, I'm just, 100% like, sort of is bringing with, you yeah. back. 100%. Yeah. yeah. But I'm probably a loud chewer too. That's, that's why it's, I know that I'm an idiot because I'm like, oh my gosh, Kelly's all the time. I think She's that's like, please close your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just generally whether I'm oh, eating or not. No. Just Clint, close, close, your
0: mouth.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> when 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 we interviewed her on the podcast, she was the first one. Like one of the first things she said was, "Well, you know, typically you use a mm. lot of words, a lot, a lot of words, <laughs> as many like it's public like, yeah, figures do. You gotta it's be true.
2: Talkative to do what you do.
1: I guess <laughs> I should get under control uh tess this was so so stinking fun i'm so glad this worked out
2: i made sense i really do (laughs) great
1: (laughs) you did you did a hundred percent and um again please keep putting your work out there into the world it's really really hilarious and great and i hope that you get hired for another show or another whatever, um, uh, to, to do memes or, or, or write scripts Thank or you. screenplays or whatever. I, I, and I, th- I think you're going to make it happen. That's, that's what, <laughs> that's the reality is you will. Cause all I the really stuff you just explained, you that. made it, it happen really, already.
2: Like you, it means so much that you said that to me and I really appreciate it.
1: Well, you, I mean it, and uh, and I really I can't wait that. to see where all this goes for you. Um, and oh, also notice, I think you said something like show-runner. about a showrunner, like maybe you could, like I think that's do we don't we have that written down somewhere, Lisa? That like, oh, I you be know, a be a, that's you want to be a showrunner. That's always been the goal because that means that like. you
2: created a show. Yeah, that's what well, I. Well, Not all showrunners create the show they run. I just love being. I like having creative control. I like trust myself in the position. All I want to do is yes. talk about story, and showrunners get to be uh-huh. fixated and obsessed and thinking twenty four seven about story. That's what I want.
1: <laughs> so, Tess, let me just tell you something. Like, because I've I've now worked you know in a few different television shows and making them, and making one now. <laughs> I would love to have you as a showrunner. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I. I I think you have a great energy, and you would like. I think you'll do great. I'm telling you. I I I, I hope you land that job, because um, there there's this energy that is needed. You you've got to have like a vision, and then confidence in that vision, and then an ability to execute it. And looking at your stuff, clearly you're able to it's do totally that all on your own. own really, <laughs> I mean, you're making a lot of yeah, and you're making all this really funny stuff, and so that is literally from. From nothing to something. And um, you know, good showrunners in my experience, that's what they do. And uh, I Thank just think you. you're gonna be great at that one day. And I can't wait to hear what show you're you're running. And uh and if I ever have uh an opportunity to to uh, bring you on as a showrunner, I'll ask <gasps> if 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 you can. And uh and you can say no because you're like, I like oh being gosh, on your no, podcast, I'd be but like, yes, I don't like Yes, please, let's do it. Um but, <laughs> uh, I think you you're are. amazing. <laughs> Do you be I'd be like test please? You'd That's be like right. test please. Absolutely. Let's get that correct. Yeah. Uh, then, which leads me to this, everybody. Follow her on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram at um, Tess please. T-E-S-S-Please. Nice. Uh, and then you also have a website, Tess Gattuso, dot um, uh, com, which Gattuso is G A T T U S.
2: Thank you so oh, much. This was such a wonderful experience, and I hope I get thank get to you, Tess. Talk, I hope our paths cross soon, Lisa and both of you. That'd be great. Yes.
1: Yes. Same here. This is a hundred percent.
3: That w- that went awesome.
1: Yes, that was so fun, uh, Tess gatuso I am just like beaming with like thankfulness and and and. Genuine like joy right now because she's Yay. just super fun. I'm so glad that Lisa, you were like Clint. We've got to get Tess on. You would yes. love Tess, and she and was you're
3: awesome. Right. Yes, thanks for acknowledging that I was the one that found her.
1: Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm just
3: kidding.
1: I'm just kidding. <laughs> a hundred, no, it's, it's totally true. <laughs> no. Was it? Was it what you wanted it to be? I mean, because you yes. you're great. such it a thing.
3: Yeah, no, it was so fun. Just but honestly, it was like. She is so authentic on her social media and everything that she puts out. It was like exactly what I thought she would be like, if that makes sense.
1: That is, I I mean, I, I hope she hears this one day because I think that that is, for her, I can't imagine a better compliment because that's what she wants. She wants yeah. like a very authentic thing. And yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually, what you it just said. It would be so
3: hard to have a social like a following and then be authentic every day. It seems so exhausting to me in my nightmare. Yeah.
1: (laughs) 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 In my nightmare. Um, Well, I just uh, am so thankful for Tess Gattuso, man. She's, she's great. And um, she's putting a lot of stuff out there in the world. And, um, you know, Anytime any of us are putting anything out there in the world because we're creative and we just got to get it out and we want to share it and it's our art, it's our thing, it's what we do, you are always putting yourself in a place of potential rejection. (laughs) and And it's, you know, and it's difficult and I really appreciate that she just keeps creating and trying and it's going to take her, I think, to really great places. I I really, I'm just, I'm, I'm very impressed with her. She's awesome, so go tess we're big fans
3: thanks for being on
1: yeah no kidding all right this week the musical highlight is on caroline wilder now i gotta tell you lisa this one this one i'm gonna try not to cry but (laughs) i I can't promise (laughs) you anything here's the deal i knew caroline when she as as i heard many times growing up she was knee high to a grasshopper right Mm -hmm. like she was she was just a little thing um her parents, uh, Frank and Don, they're the ones you've heard me talk about going to Paris. Kelly mm-hmm. and I living in Paris. They're who we went to Paris with. Oh, like okay. we, yes, we went to Paris um, with the Wilder family and lived there for like you know nine, ten months, something like that. Caroline was just a wee little girl when we went. Oh my gosh, it was uh, her and her little sister Peyton and then um, her little sister Chloe. Who we were, we were at. We actually watched Caroline and Peyton um, at the Wilder House when Dawn went into labor with um, Chloe in the middle of the night. Oh wow! Seriously, yeah, yeah. Like, so we go back with the Wilders, and um, you know, of course, we didn't, uh, we haven't lived in the same city in years since like 2005. So everybody's grown up, and you see pictures on Facebook and whatnot. The other day, I'm texting Frank, and he sends me this song, and he says, "Here, this is this is Caroline's song that she wrote." It's called mother earth it's kind of like a protest song uh-huh. and i was like great i'll start listening i the first time i play it i'm my kids are in the car oh. i'm driving bad idea
3: did they hear that i whole- start crying
1: <laughs> and i've got my kids in the car i can't see the road my eyes are like watering oh my gosh it was like i was like did what is happening what, caroline did
3: they ask what's going on
1: yeah they're like who is this and i was like you know those pictures that we have in our album of us being in paris and there's that girl in there there's a couple you know mm-hmm. little girls in there mommy and daddy are like taking pictures with and it's you know caroline and they're like oh yeah like this is her she's just grown up now anyways she is now a songwriter and here's what i love about this everybody who's listening like she doesn't have an album yet she wants one she's written like i don't know frank says she's written like 60 or 70 songs she's trying i know like so prolific what the heck and and uh and she um uh, is trying to write an album she has a music teacher Um, she's, she did like busking and all that stuff, you know, just like putting your guitar out on a, you know, side of the street and playing for people walking by. I mean, she's done all that. Uh, She's just, and she wants to do this for a living. She's not exactly sure how to get into it. And I get it. Um, but I tell you what, she's well on her way. So here's the deal about this song. Frank goes, yeah, this is just like a little first pass that she did. Like, what the heck? Mm -hmm. A first pass?
3: Yeah, like I could never do that in my lifetime, like a hundred tries.
1: I love to sing and play the and play the guitar. It would take me, I I don't know, I, I couldn't do that after twenty passes. I mean, she wrote it, she sang it, she she plays the guitar, the whole thing. I'm, it's so good.
3: I'm super excited for our listeners to hear it. Clint sent it to me and was like, "Just tell me what your thoughts are," and did not give me. I didn't any explain who it was or anything. Yeah, which that happens often. I'm like, okay, where is this going? <laughs> but um, so I called him back and I was like, first of all, like the lyrics are amazing. I'm definitely about the message. And it totally yeah. relates to Tessa's podcast in some way yes. because yeah. it talks about, oh, what is the phrase that we just listened to? Oh, yeah. They got to make us pay for what we already got, which yeah, is there you so go. t- like, hello. Uh, hello. Capitalism. Just in everything, yeah,
1: right? Here's the other thing too. So I asked Jack, who never really makes an appearance on Man Unmade. He stays in the background, but like we couldn't do it without him. We love Jack Parker. He is a musician extraordinaire. And I said, Hey, Jack, what do you think about it? He was like, Dude, I totally dig it. I love just the acoustic guitar and and vocal. That's it. Like he's like, I am. I love that kind of thing. I gotta tell you, Caroline, that's high praise because <laughs> uh, Jack, he knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Is that a laugh from Jack? It is. He's
3: unmuted.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah, I am definitely a huge fan of just the raw feel of an acoustic guitar and a vocal. I'm I'm about that all day long. So anytime we have the opportunity to do that, I am on board for sure. I love it. Okay, well, Uh,
3: let's let our listeners listen to this song.
1: Yeah, no more talking. I'm I'm going crazy because I'm so excited. This is young, little Caroline Wilder. She's all grown up now. Listen to it. Mother Earth. And you know what? We're going to have her back on and play another song later. And maybe then she'll have socials and an album and all that stuff. But until then, she's just, you know, a struggling artist figuring it out. Like so many of you out there. So be inspired, folks. This song is amazing. Take it away, Caroline. Man Unmade is produced, organized, researched, and generally held together by Lisa Collins. Audio production and original music. By Jackson Palomino. I'm your host, Clint Harp. Thanks for joining us on Man Unmade. Let's listen to some music. Bye, friends.
0: Mother well, earth swimming with water to keep us fools alive. Ocean lakes, creeks, and rivers flowing far and wide. You think this gift from nature? That turns out it's not They gotta make us pay for what we already got Mother Earth provided us a place to sleep at night Yeah, we tore her all to pieces Now we're quite satisfied treated like a crime so you gotta keep moving on Same more bullshit song each time don't know what more to say can help but feel like it's too late tears rolling down into my whiskey as I slowly roll Got another time Stopped everything full of chemicals Who cares long as it's edible They'll poison all of us As long as they're making a buck But we let it happen Sitting on our asses Don't know what more to say Can help but feel like it's too late Tears rolling down into a whiskey As it slowly on denying your pain pretending they can't see how you've changed for the worst as long as the rich keep getting richer they'll ignore how you've been cursed they'll drain every last resource till you're dragged to the bone don't seem too concerned we could lose all we've ever Rest This abuse and humiliation we took a world that gave us everything we could ever need and set is everywhere eyes blinded by greed so if all you wanted to say was piss off i wouldn't blame you at all we created Oh, we